Welcome to Scene Stories, the podcast of the Film and Documentary Studies program at Lehigh University. My name is Ed Whitley, Associate Professor and Director of Undergraduate Studies in the Department of English. And today we're discussing a course I teach called How to Watch Movies Like a Hollywood Screenwriter. This is a class about screenplays that I've been teaching for the last three or four years. And it's not a creative writing course. It's not a course designed to teach students how to write screenplays, although I do have quite a few students who take the class that have an interest in getting involved in television or film at some level. And one semester, I even had a student who uh, was doing a summer internship at Sony Pictures uh, while she was taking the class. But this class is really about the history of the screenplay as it developed in the early 20th century and how it's come to be a core element to the way that we experience the dominant art form of our era, which is the, the mainstream Hollywood film. We start the class out by trying to help students wrap their mind around the idea that there is something of a literary text that's at the core of, of the kinds of films that they watch in the cinema or check out on Netflix or Hulu or watch in other streaming services. And we begin with the long history that starts way back in the 19-teens of guidebooks that were written for aspiring screenwriters about how to write screenplays. And there's nothing like this in all of literary history. Other literary genres like epic poems or novels, they just kind of grow up and writers start writing them and they may look back at previous poems or novels as models and genre conventions and customs just start to develop naturally and organically often over a long period of time. You think about something like the sonnet, where it takes decades, if not centuries, for specific sonnet forms to take shape and how to make those 14 lines rhyme and how to break them into stanzas. Customs develop traditions, and it's more or less organic. But the screenplay as a literary form is something that from the very beginning starts when studios and successful authors of screenplays, or as they were called, photoplays, um, back in the early 19-teens, start this cottage industry of books saying, here's how you write a screenplay, here's how you make some money in Hollywood. So I have my students go back onto uh, archive.org, and they'll look up uh, digital scans of these books with titles like Technique of the Photoplay, The Photoplay, How to Write, How to Sell, Photoplay scenarios, how to write and sell them. And they get a sense that from the very beginning, this is a literary genre, this is an art form that is intimately connected to the business around it. I then give them an opportunity to watch some classic uh, Hollywood films, Casablanca, North by Northwest, Singing in the Rain, and to read the screenplay with it as they watch the film. And to comment on well, what's different, what stays the same, do I have a different experience in watching this as I do reading it? Does it, does it change my perspective? But the main goal there is to try to help them think about what's the screenplay behind this film? Because often after that screenplay is written and sold, it gets chopped up into what's called a shooting script, where it's um, a single page of the screenplay will have its dialogue cut up and put alongside the staging that the director has put up, lighting, any special effects, any music cues. So the screenplay as an entity, after it's been sold to the studio, uh, may not exist in that same solid form uh, ever again. And that has had a big impact on how screenwriters make their reputation and in turn how screenplays get written. 
Because these screenplays can get chopped up into bits and pieces and rewritten on the fly by on the set or according to decisions made by directors, the only way that a screenwriter can get credit, can get his or her name put on that screenplay, is if they can claim that the structure of the screenplay belongs to them. So what we start to see in a lot of these screenwriting books is this idea that the structure of a screenplay, first act, second act, third act, or however else you want to break it up, becomes essential to how a screenplay should be written, not necessarily because that's the most artistic endeavor or the most successful aesthetic experience, but because that's how a screenwriter can make sure that his or her name ends up on the final product, gets paid for their work, and has a reputation that can follow them on to the next film. Again, this is the, the point that I try to make with my students over and over again. Unlike any other literary genre that we have, this is a form of art that is intimately connected from the very beginning, from its creation, to uh, the market um, that surrounds it. I like to tell them that the, the audience of a screenplay isn't you sitting in the, the theater or watching from home. The audience for the screenplay is the director or the producer who buys it. And then after that, that screenplay can become something else entirely. But this key notion that develops over the history of the screenplay, that the structure is what a screenwriter owns and what can translate into success, has really anchored what our films look like today. So I have students go through and, and watch some of their favorite films, watch some classic Hollywood films from throughout the 20th century, and identify what is this structure? Where does the first act begin and end? The second act begin and end? Third act begin and end? And a pattern starts to emerge. There have either, even been scholars who've gone through and taken stock of films minute by minute to see where do these transitions occur. And students who have watched movies just passively and enjoyed them for the stories, for the characters, can really learn to start to see there's a method to this, there's a structure to this, and it's remarkably consistent across a variety of genres and styles. The same thing happens with the way characters are created and constructed. The same thing happens with different plot motivators, what, um, what Alfred Hitchcock famously referred to as the MacGuffin. Um, some object or idea like a Maltese Falcon or the Death Star plans in, in R2-D2 from Star Wars. Uh, some object that we have to follow through that keeps the plot going. This is a great class to teach. I love opening up my students' eyes to the way that the cinema that they enjoy also has a, a distinct market component to it. I think it makes them more critical consumers of their media experience. And also for some of them, I really hope it does give them a chance to go into film or television with their eyes a little bit more wide open. Thanks.